At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What are we seeing now that's open, open back up in L.A.? Yeah, so a complete reversal. All the pro bettors were betting under, thinking the game would be in Mexico City, and they drove that down, like you mentioned, all the way to 62. Boom! Now that it's back in Los Angeles, good field, good weather, that total is moving back up, up to 63 and a half, 64. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 You heard it. I'm R.J. live, coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock. Here, back in Vegas, action-packed Tuesday for you. We're going to tell you, bottom of the hour, where the playoff committee is going to be wrong. That's a double prediction. One, what they're going to do, and two, where they're wrong. Also, obviously, recapping Monday Night Football. And I'll tell you a little bit about my trip to L.A., seeing Jonas and the boys in studio with me the pros who know, NFL expert Steve Fezzik, and with all the college knowledge, Brad Powers. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. Here's my personal promise. We will deliver the Vegas truth to you, but you can't have pros without Joe's. Maybe his name was Jonas Knox before, but it certainly is now. Jonas. Always good to be here, RJs. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you. 
15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And we start here on Straight Out of Vegas in the NFL, where the Giants went into the game a three-point underdog to the 49ers and ended up beating up on the Niners 27-23. What is the Vegas perspective on the Giants' second win of the season, RJ? You know, this is a good example. A lot of people, a lot of talk radio guys, even some some, some supposed, we'll call them professional batters, they're going to say, oh, Marlins, two interceptions, and that cost the 49ers. Fez, now you wouldn't necessarily say that, but you've heard it said. I certainly have, and that is what some people who just watch the game with their eyes would come away with. Eyes, but you got to use that brain too. Check this out, guys, and let's be 100% transparent. I was very skeptical of Mullins in this game. Now, the fact that he proved us wrong, and we'll talk about quantifying that as a fact, the fact that he proved us wrong doesn't change the fact the Giants covered the spread, won the game, covered the spread. The QBR, now listen, I've never seen a quarterback ranking or rating that I love, that I was like, oh, I trust this entirely. So let's agree every one of them's imperfect, but the thing I like about QBR is the number acts as a percentile, as in 75.5 means this is a performance superior to 75.5 performances of NFL quarterbacks. So three out of four are going to be worse than this, one out of four better than this, give or take. That was Marlins QBR, 75.5. Now, this season, there's only been one of eight times that a quarterback other than Marlins, that includes Jimmy G, had a rating better than 75.5. So eight games Marlins didn't start, one time better than 75.5 QBR. Oh, by the way, Marlins in his first start, an 87 QBR. So this whole season, there's been three times the 49ers have had a QBR 75 or above. Twice it's been Marlins. And the non-Marlins QB starts one out of eight. Last season, now listen, Jimmy G was hot last season. Let's give him credit. You take away his starts, 11 other games, once with a QBR above 75. So literally this year, one out of eight, Better than what Mullins has done both times. And last year, other than Jimmy G, one out of 11. Wowza. So to summarize, it took the other quarterbacks of the 49ers 19 tries to get into the top quartile. And uh, that's interesting. 19 tries, if you take out Jimmy G last year, 19 tries to get in the top quartile twice. Mullins has been in the top quartile two out of two. And because of that, I think we have to upgrade Nick Mullins, even with the small sample size. And here's why I was skeptical. After Beathard, an average backup at best, got hurt. The, it was, remember, a short week, a Thursday game against the Raiders. The sense was we would rather have an injured Beathard, if he can make it onto the field even, than give Mullins a try. Who knows? Who knew? Mullins better than the 49ers. Nobody. So the 49ers were saying, whatever you do. It's like, remember in the Sopranos and Pine Barrens? 
when Polly and Christopher were freezing in the car and they found ketchup and they were eating ketchup like it was life subsidence. It's like they were saying, oh, Marlins is like, unless we're starving, we're not going for those packets of ketchup, a.k.a. Marlins. We're going to go with the injured average backup bat third. That's how little they thought of them. And now, unequivocally, over the last two years, two seasons, including Jimmy G, if you take the average QBR of each of their starters, Marlins is by far the best. It's not even close. I know it's only two games, Boyfez. That is a drastic, drastic, uh, di- <laughs> what would we say, surprise over what was expected with a guy they'd rather have an injured um, Bethard in for. Yeah, now the conversation is not how much of a downgrade is Nick Mullins versus Bethard. Now we got to start having a conversation who actually is the better quarterback now. Well, is that, even, is that a conversation after these two performances, are you still thinking that Mullins isn't clear? Let me ask you. Right now, if they said Beathard is starting next week, or I think they have a bye, right? Beathard is starting the next game. Who would you rather? Maybe this is the way to ask it. If you had a bet on the 49ers to win the next game straight up, who do you want to start? You know, I'm really not sure. It's too close to call. Too close to call? Brad, mm. how's it close? It's like Mullins... Two out of two is better than Bathurst can possibly be. So the worst case is this is better for Mullins than, than he'll be able to sustain, which means he'll be maybe where Bathurst is. How did the 49ers miss this, though? I don't know. I, and remember, it's one thing to say, oh, Tom Brady got drafted in the sixth round. It's different when you're drafting someone you don't know. I mean, you do your work. You see him at the combine. This guy was in camp, you know, was in with them on the practice squad for a year and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, to me, you're absolutely right that it's hard to imagine how the 49ers missed it, which really brings up a point we'll bring up in a minute is I mean, this whole Shanahan thing. I'm not saying he's not a good OC, but as a head coach, and it bears saying it now, last 33 games started by a quarterback for the 49ers other than Jimmy G the 49ers are 3 wins and 30 losses straight up and Shanahan was there for a lot of those games Jonas just with the fans eyes what do you see and and Mullins now it's been two national TV games what do you see from him I see a guy who looks to be very limited. Um, C.J. Beathard, if you watch the Monday night game against the Packers, they were going downfield a lot. They seemed like they had more, more – it was more explosive. There was a different dynamic. It's a really limited offense with a guy who's so, so clearly the 49ers, a backup. So the 49ers with Beathard, you describe the adjective on offense is explosive. More explosive than Nick <laughs> Mullins. Yes, more explosive. That's like saying a match is more explosive than a piece of paper. I mean, it is. You know, you got to give the match credit. Come on. Um, I mean, so, so how in the heck is this? It's one thing to come in unexpected as a starter, no tape on him, and do what he did against the Raiders. This was Monday Night Football against a Giants team off a of bye, right, Fez? Yeah. I mean, this was about as prepped as you're going to see an NFL team. Yeah, I, I just I'm looking at it from the standpoint of what you've seen from the offense in other situations with Beathard as opposed to Nick Mullins. This is a bad Giants team. I don't know that you've got enough beating the Raiders and then being in a tight well, one against the Giants yeah, to think. Uh, 
And again, I'm not saying this guy's an all-pro. I'm saying he's clearly better than anyone thought. And so far, he's performed better than Jimmy G. Understanding I would make a major bet he doesn't in the future. But if I would have told you right before the Thursday night kickoff, Fezzik, I want to make you a following bet. If Mullins is able to finish this game and then finish the next game against the Giants, his QBR over those two games is going to be better than Jimmy G's QBR with the 49ers. What kind of bet would you have made me? Lay 18 to make a dollar. <laughs> you would have said the odds were like 5%. <laughs> yes. I mean, so let's give the let's understand that there's far from a guarantee that Mullins is going to continue at this level. I'm RJ Bell. Let's look at the red zone for the Giants. The to me, it's not Mullins' fault. For sure, they lost the game. I mean, like we said, 75%. It strikes me it was the 49ers' defense. Yeah, I agree, because that defense, although they held the Giants to under 300 yards, the Giants turned it into 27 points. And Eli Manning, who struggled all year long, three touchdown passes, no turnovers, the Giant, the, the 49ers' defense sat back and let Eli pick them apart. Yeah, and to me, it's almost the, or in fact, it is the, Opposite of with Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay had, on Sunday, 500 yards of offense, scored three points. Think about that, RJ. 500 yards. How do you only get three points? It doesn't seem to be possible, right? Yeah, and and many less yards for the Giants, many more points. Eli, great quarterback rating, QBR. What did you see with your eyes? I think he took what the defense gave him. He didn't try to do too much. He didn't throw bomb after bomb to Odell Beckham, and he just was able to piece together the drives, especially the final drive, which was really masterful that won them the game. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's almost like his brother, right? Remember this? And I'm not comparing them right now, but, you know, and I guess how do I want to say this? The thing about Peyton was you felt like Peyton was going to make the plays even his last year when the pressure was really on. And whatever you want to say about Eli, he played better in his good years or his bad years when the pressure is on. And this is one of those things. If you're going to have a, a bad quarterback versus a good, you'd much rather have the good quarterback. No doubt. But if you are going to have a bad quarterback, you'd much rather have one that was swagger. And I'm not sure... Baker Mayfield, for example, is bad, but he's not good yet. But he's got swagger. He's got confidence. Or with Eli, he tends to make the big mistake less than other bad quarterbacks. So still bad, but a better kind of bad Eli Manning. So there's some sports that we don't believe in clutch, but on a final drive in the NFL, some I think we do believe some quarterbacks have that clutch factor, right? Yeah, but, but some of it is knowing not to even put yourself in a position to make the mistake. Because we know Eli's not going downfield much. It's and same thing Peyton was doing in that Super Bowl. Like he was checking off into run plays on third and seven, and it, it just worked, especially with that great defense. When we come back, we're gonna stick with the NFL and talk about the Le'Veon Bell effect and also the change in the Mexico City game. That's all coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. 
I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a moment, a major decision made by one of the NFL's top players. We're back in Vegas, at least I am, in L.A. yesterday. But on the strip right now, 62 degrees, and the neon is chunky. Chunky, yes. You know, speaking of L.A., it was very interesting. There, there really is a, a good energy out there with everyone, you know, Fox Sports Radio. And one of the things we talk about a lot is the love of radio at Fox. And I, I have friends and I have people I respect on the other networks. But to me, at FSR, radio's number one. And at no other place do I feel that the same way in my experience. And getting to go to L.A. and meet, you know, the board op John. And, you know, I, I've met our producer Lauren a few times, but spent time there, spent time with Jones. Very positive. And uh, one of the reasons I went out was to do some photo shoots and uh, videos around the Super Bowl. We've got at FSR big Big, big plans for the Super Bowl. It's going to be super exciting. But there's one thing that threw me a little bit. So I've been to, you know, a few photo shoots over the years. I show up and there's like like nine people there. It's almost like, like this very, let's say someone's having an open heart surgery and typically there'd be three people. But somehow this person's anemic and... You know, maybe they've got this other disease and this other. So they got like a super team there. It was like there was a super team. Maybe Fox just has nine people in general at photo shoots. But this seemed like it was like, all right, guys, we got a tough case here. Let's bring in the big guns. And then they take like 20 or so pictures. And then they'd all gather around. And unfortunately, we've all been at a hospital and, you know, maybe there's a loved one or a friend and. The doctors are gathered with the decision makers and you look over and they got this real like uh, concerned look on their face and they're kind of their brows getting a little squinty. It was like they would look at the pictures and they were squinting and they were shaking their head and they were talking to each other. And then they'd say, try this, try. It. So listen, I think it's going to turn out OK. But it was uh, <laughs> they brought in the A-team. I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. All right, Fez, we were talking about it. Le'Veon Bell, how big, as a Steelers fan, I've got my gut feelings. You're the NFL expert. How big is Le'Veon not showing up and now out for sure for the season? Not a big deal, RJ. I made no adjustment in the Pittsburgh Steeler power rating. No adjustment. Now, le- entering the season, Le'Veon Bell was where in your or in your running back rankings? I had him at Number one, and he, I'm sorry, number two, right behind Gurley. All right, so let's get this clear. What you're now telling me is the second best running back in the NFL is worthless. Based upon the current information, yes. And what is that information? The information is that although I still think that Bell would be better than James Conner, Conner has far exceeded all expectations and the distractions don't like a distracted locker room did not want that to come with into a Steeler locker room that is clicking on all cylinders currently okay so what you're saying is to whatever degree bell is better than the current starter that difference isn't enough to overcome the potential distraction so you're saying it wouldn't have been an upgrade 
in your opinion at all. Not so much on the field, but when you add up the global view of it for Pittsburgh. Correct. Okay. And also, how in shape is he right now? So there's a reason most players don't show up in week 11 or 12 and start playing. So I think that to whatever degree we think we know Le'Veon Bell's skill set, abilities, I think there's a real question mark if he would have been able to come in physically and be ready to go fairly quickly. Exactly. Now, it's possible come end of December playoff time, then Bell might have been able to make a difference, but not currently. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas, continuing in the NFL, the Rams. Big decision today. Rams, Mexico City game, Kansas City announced not that long ago it's going to be played in L.A., which are, just kind of hit us. I think this story is more interesting than it seems from a Vegas perspective. Why? Because there's an open marketplace for it, meaning we can look, go to pregame.com, hit the game center, you can actually look at the line-by-line moves. What happened when they thought it was in Mexico City? What happened when it was in L.A.? And we can quantify how Vegas reacted to this change. Right. So the Rams were a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Mexico City. Then it's announced the game's going to be in Los Angeles. The line gets adjusted. Now, currently, there's been a point move. The Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, now being a true home team, again, hosting KC. Now, a lot of people might say, wait a minute, Fezzik. Supposedly, you're a two-time Super Contest champion. I thought home field was three. If you go from a neutral to a home, you should add three points to the Rams. Two and a half to three and a half is one point. What what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> well, it's an important point because you're moving through the three. So moving on to the three is worth 20 cents in vigorous. All right, so let's let, let, that's a little confusing. So maybe the way to say it is three is the most key number in the NFL. What does that mean? It means more games and three than any other uh, margin. Thus, having plus three and a half is so much better than having plus two and a half. Whereas having plus ten and a half versus plus eleven and a half, no big difference. And because of that, though it's only one point, if you look at the sense that it's worth, which is complicated, not that complicated, but not great for radio, it's about a three-point move. Exactly. Of normal numbers. Right, because 10% of the time, a team favored by three wins by three. Guess what? If you are looking at like a three-point corridor of normal numbers, it's going to land in that corridor about 10% as well. Now, now that's interesting. I thought you were going down a rabbit hole, but you kind of redeemed it there. So let's say it <laughs> one more time. You are saying the chance of a game falling three is about the same as a game falling, let's say, between... 10 and a half and 13 and a half. So let's say 11, 12, or 13. Yes. Oh, see, that's fascinating. So the another way to say it, a 10 and a half to 13 and a half move is the same as two and a half to three and a half. Yes. Eh, it's not easy winning at batting. Fez does it. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Let's talk about the total. The highest total in the history, the modern history of the NFL and it was in the 63 range in Mexico City, it started dropping a little bit. And that was due to concern about the playing conditions on the field. Not a fast track. What are we seeing now that's open, open back up 
in L.A. Yeah, so a complete reversal. All the pro bettors were betting under, thinking the game would be in Mexico City, and they drove that down, like you mentioned, all the way to 62. Boom! Now that it's back in Los Angeles, good field, good weather, that total is moving back up, up to 63 and a half, 64. Yeah, so this is uh, interesting that if you want to track me, it was kind of fun, the idea of Mexico City having this great game. But if you want to track me, the betting market and I think handicapping logic says the game in L.A. helps. Absolutely. But I will say this, RJ, when the pros see something that's an outlier of epic proportions. So what is that in this case? The total being 64 when almost every game that's been played to this date has been 60 or below. So the pros are going to see a 60. So when you say every game that's been played to this date. In the Super Bowl era, I think there's okay. two games. No, no, no. So what you're saying is this is a historically – well, in fact, we don't, we don't even need to say that, right? This is the highest total of all time. Yeah. So why even worry about 60 or over? It's the highest total of all time. By three points. And so because of that, the well, pros – Well, no, no, no. The last total was 62. Two, and the one that was 61, I believe. So Yeah, so how is it three points? All right. Go ahead. So there's only two games that have been in the 60s. With this game at 64, RJ, I'm going to make a bold prediction. The pros are going to come in. I'm not sure they're going to win. They're going to bet it eventually under. Well, I tell you this. If you look at the numbers, and I'll actually come back with that in a minute. When we come back, I'm going to give you the number, and you're going to be surprised on this, the number of big totals that's gone over versus under. That's coming up next here on Straight Out of Vegas, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Byer. Tons going on, including in the NBA, where the Golden State Warriors have suspended forward Draymond Green for tonight's game against the Atlanta Hawks. ESPN was with the news first that Green would be suspended following his confrontation with teammates, including Kevin Durant, following last night's loss to the Clippers. It was a verbal confrontation between the sides, but Draymond Green suspended for tonight's game by the Warriors as they face the Atlanta Hawks in Oakland. You guys touched on it. Rams and Chiefs move from Mexico City to Los Angeles. The Rams are allowing season ticket holders to purchase tickets for the game starting tomorrow and then until Thursday. Tickets to the general public will go on sale starting tomorrow as well. Le'Veon Bell did not report to the Pittsburgh Steelers, so he will not play in the 2018 season, refusing to sign the franchise tag. Now, the running back can be a free agent after the season if the Steelers decide not to tag him after the year. CBS Sports says the team is considering using the transition tag on Bell in 2019. Some news from Major League Baseball. Braves manager Brian Snitker was named the NL's manager of the year for 2018 receiving 17 out of a possible 30 first place votes guys back to you thanks dan straight out of vegas comes to you live here from the geico fox sports radio studios where it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier coming up in 15 minutes from now here on fox sports radio we will have best bets your chance to make a little bit of money on a tuesday night i'm jonas knox the voice of you the fan he is the voice of vegas rj bell and remember, Jonas, is Fezzik on Tuesday gives us his early bird best bet, which is both a bet on the team he gives and that the line's going to move to his advantage. And boy, oh boy, Fez has been killing it. By the way, there's been 14 totals in the last 30 years in the NFL, over under points, of 58 or above. 11 overs, 3 unders. Boy, it's one of those things 
that when it's almost like a multiplier effect. It's like you're only going to get a historically big total, you know, 14 times in 30 years when you got two huge offenses. And usually that's about pace too. It's not just efficiency. It's how quick they play. What I've seen, and Brad, we've seen it in college games, is when, and this was back before the the no huddle and the, you know, raid shotgun, or I'm sorry, the, uh, you know, the the leech offenses and the other run and shoot offshoots. When those two teams would play, they would calculate based on the history that season of so many points per game and all that. But it tended to be two plus two equals five yep. in those games. Is that been your observation in, in the colleges? Yeah, for a long time, they couldn't price the totals high enough. You had an historical point where you got to the like, upper 70s, upper 80s, and those games would still fly over the total even though they were outlier lines. And, and I agree with you, Faz. I think in general, the typical wise guy is thinking, oh, this is history. It must mean there's something that people are overreacting to. I think with this total, and I don't, I'm not saying I'm betting the over. But I think there's a fundamental reason. I mean, let's say you bet either team and they're down 28-7. Is there ever a game that you're going to be less worried? Not that you're not a big underdog at that point than this game. It's a great point that they're, both teams have so much firepower to come back. And also, RJ, think about it. Even if the game's tied 14-14, fourth and four from midfield, here comes the fake punt. Here comes the aggressive play calling. Both coaches are good. Both coaches are aggressive. And both know their Ds can't stop the other team's offense. And I think a lot of, a lot of its pace It's not just efficiency. How many possessions are they going to have? And especially with KC and the big plays. Now, we mentioned one more thing about this game. The fan, the ticket situation, because this isn't a, a normal home game. This wasn't expected to be a home game. Our producer Lauren uncovered right before the show that they are the Rams are going to give complimentary tickets to a lot of the firefighters and different folks who are helping out in this very difficult situation with the fire in the Los Angeles area. Now, my first thought was, well, wait, how do we know the Rams fans? But then it doesn't really matter. Unless they're Kansas City fans, you got to think they're going to be grateful to get the tickets and be rooting for the home team. This might, in a weird way, and I'm going to think about this as the week progresses, this might be a bigger home field for the Rams than they typically have. Though my first thought was, wow, the season ticket guys aren't going to, and gals aren't going to automatically get these tickets, which means... Who knows? Kansas City might have even more people than they typically would. What's your gut feeling on the crowd makeup? Because Kansas City travels very well with their fans. But how could they plan this trip? Yeah, it's a great point. So I still think that Kansas City will probably have 30% of the crowd, which is way more. Do you think there's that many KC fans in Los Angeles? Is it, Does Kansas City, quote-unquote, travel well because they have fans everywhere? Because I think that's the case with Pittsburgh and Dallas, for example. Or is it because their fans like to go to games? I think it's both. Yeah, but it's more the fans like to go to games mm. than most other teams that really travel well. Like Nebraska used to be like that in the 90s. Yeah. They, I was at the There's Rose, nothing else to do in that area of the country. Yeah, I was at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> listen to the guy who grew up on a farm. I was at the Rose Bowl the year they got crushed against Miami, and it was, you know, 70% Nebraska fans. They weren't Los Angeles, Nebraska fans. Same thing with Wisconsin. All right, so my question is, you think there's a ton of Kansas City fans everywhere? 
No. When you're in airports across yeah, the country, yeah. you're not seeing Kansas City jerseys. You're seeing Pittsburgh. You're seeing Dallas. Not not with KC. Brad Powers a, coming through strong. There's a lot of people living in Southern California, and if you're from Kansas, you're going to this game. R.J. Bell. Straight, that's Fezzik, not me. I'm R.J. <laughs> Bell. Brad with the strong point, transitioning to college football. Brad, you know, Jonas brought up a really good point. And let's let's think about it. Imagine the following scenario. Georgia beats Alabama. Not likely, but certainly very possible. What's your current line? Alabama about a 13-point favorite. All right. So what are they going to win? Uh, 20% of the time? Yeah, 17, 18% yeah, of the time. So one out of five, a little yep. less. Is Alabama, you know, so there's two big questions here. One, is Alabama in, supposedly the greatest team of the decade, loses an upset, close game, let's assume, and if so, and Notre Dame wins out, which they got to be the favorite to right now, right? Yep. And Clemson wins out, it'd be like the lock of locks. Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, which would mean literally three champions of the major five conferences. Let's assume Washington State. Let's assume Michigan or Ohio State. And let's assume Oklahoma would all be out. You'd have a one-loss Michigan team, if they win, out. You'd have a one-loss Oklahoma or one-loss Ohio State. Wow. Wow. So, first of all, in that scenario, do you think Alabama gets in? I think there's about a 60% chance that Alabama gets in. Now, that's Jonas, what would you say the chance is? Sounds about right, probably. Yeah. I, I... So, you, so, you're saying there's a 40% chance if Alabama loses – to Georgia, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. I do. I just think Ooh. oh, I, I think across the country, there's going to be, you cannot leave out three conference champs. Uh, unless you want an expansion of the playoffs pretty soon. I think that's what that would lead to. Two SEC teams for two years in a row. The, the other conferences aren't going to buy that. And Notre forward. Dame being an independent really makes it even more pronounced. What do you think, Faz? What would you put? Let's ask that question very specifically. So Jonas says, uh, Almost 40%. If the following scenario, Georgia beats Bama, close game. Notre Dame wins out. Clemson wins out. So we know in that case, Georgia, Notre Dame, Clemson. Question is Alabama versus. And the likely usual suspects or suspects in this case, possibilities, Washington State, Big Ten champion, Oklahoma, likely. And again, we don't know for sure about all that. What do you think the odds of Bama making it is? At least 70%. So a little bit more. Yeah. Wow. And the only team I'm worried about getting in over them is the Big Ten champ. The Oklahoma and, the, and Washington State, no chance. Last thing on the playoffs, and tomorrow we'll react to them. And remember, straight out of Vegas, 6 o'clock Eastern every weekday. I keep – I don't hear an answer to this question Yet, I listen to Clay Travis a lot. I listen to most of the guys on Fox. And I haven't heard this really asked. Brad, I'm just going to give you 30 seconds. Okay, no pressure. Michigan wins out. Notre Dame loses a game. So it's a one-loss Notre Dame, a one-loss Michigan, but they played each other <laughs> And Notre Dame beat Michigan. Who gets in? 
Michigan gets in. And what is, I get you're going to come up with an answer. Why? I would think at that particular point, you would say Michigan's clearly the better team. If you define best But that's not what this is about. This is about who had the best season, not who had the best team. Because if it's the best team, do you think Oklahoma or Alabama wouldn't be one of the four best teams? Oh, clearly they'd be in. But you just said you think there's a real chance they wouldn't get in. Because I don't know. The playoff committee never really truly defines best team. Exactly. So why are you so sure about Michigan, Fez? If it comes down to two teams and they're too close to call, you got to go head-to-head for the final tiebreaker. I agree. All right. When we come back, Fez is, and he's been killing it. We'll give you his record and his pick on his early bird NFL special. That's coming up next here on Straight Out of Vegas. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. We have some breaking news out of the NBA. We are live in real time here on Straight Out of Vegas, RJ. And it's Draymond Green getting suspended for tonight's game. The Warriors hosting the Atlanta Hawks. This following the dust-up he had that apparently bled into the locker room involving him and Kevin Durant. What is the Vegas takeaway on the breaking news? No Draymond Green tonight for the Warriors. You know, we got to get a sound effect that says instant analysis. Well, not much of an effect. Draymond Green, Fez, you noted it early. Might have been after the first game or two. He seemed disinterested. Obviously not a great year for Draymond so far. And you might say, well, RJ, Golden State's been great. Yeah, 11-3 and three straight up against the spread. The great equalizer, 7-7. Seven and seven. You're getting juiced out if you bet Golden State. And now we're seeing that disinterest bubble to the surface here. What it means long-term, I think it's meaningful because... Golden State's ability to avoid the, the the disease of me, as Pat Riley called it, one of the keys to their success. Now, is this a sign it's just Draymond? If so, that's a big loss in the long term. If it's even more than him, even a bigger problem for Golden State. By the way, today, about a half point. That's it. Line was Golden State favored by 12 before. Now Golden State favored by... 11 and a half. So only a half point adjustment. Jonas, we got pros versus the world to get to before Fez's best bet. Yes, we do. Every single week here on Straight Out of Vegas, nobody is safe. Everybody can get it. It's time. It's the pros versus the world. And we start with Colin Cowherd. Yes, Fox Sports Radio's own Colin Cowherd, who has the Houston Texans ranked seventh in his herd hierarchy. Steve Fezzik, what say you? I, I have the Houston team at number 13. They are overrated. Why are they overrated? They're 6-3, and three, but four of those wins during this win streak, complete and total coin flips, and I could make the case. So when you say coin flip, you mean it could the games could have went either way, but they all went Houston's way. Yes, and not only were they coin flips, I could make the case, RJ, that they probably should have lost at least two, if not three of them, because of blunders from the opposing team that basically handed them the game, including the game against Denver in their last game. I'd agree with Faz. No other team in the NFL, the truth of their season and their record are more misaligned 
than Houston being uh, the beneficiary of all those coin flip wins. Colin, I think, is wrong with how high he's got the Texans. The next victim for Steve Fezzik here on Pros versus the World <laughs> is ESPN, who has the Washington Redskins rated number 12 in their power rankings. Steve Fezzik, your thoughts on the Redskins? I have the Redskins number 24. They are massively overrated. It is all about the cluster injuries they have on their offensive line right now. Three guys went down in their loss, their bad loss against a bad Atlanta offense, excuse me, defense. They only scored 14 points. Last week against a bad Tampa Bay defense, they won the game 16-3. to It was a complete aberration, and they lost another lineman. This Redskin offense is in terrible trouble. And we talk about this. Power ratings need to account for today's reality. So let's say Tom Brady got hurt, not wishing it for sure, the line would drop, I don't know, seven points. The power rating would adjust seven points. Washington's reality right now is this is a team super banged up on the O-line, not near as good as the record. Next up here on Pros versus the World here on Straight Out of Vegas, the Associated Press is going to get a word from Brad Powers because the AP has Syracuse ranked number 12. And I have the Syracuse Orange rated number 29. I'm out of math whiz like Fez, but that would make Syracuse overrated. And a lot of it has to do with Syracuse's schedule. That goes into the power rings when you're coming up with a team. Who did you play? Syracuse has only played one top 35 team so far this season. That was Clemson. Yes, Syracuse's record looks good at 8-2. and two. They really haven't played top flight competition. Syracuse overrated. Yeah, 12 in the AP, 29 with Brad. Once again, a deceiving record. It's a reoccurring theme. A lot of value in fading those deceiving records. Fez, you got one minute. Your best bet on Tuesday. It's been 5-1-1, one, and one, betting it. Awesome. 6-1, and one, the line moving in the direction you predict. Go. We are on the Minnesota Vikings, plus 2.5 at the Chicago Bears. The reason I like the Vikings here, RJ, is that their improvement recently, especially in the defense, they're on a 4-1 and straight-up run. Heck, they I can make the case they should be 5-0. and They should have beaten the Saints. They outplayed the Saints. Turnovers in that game. This defense, third down conversions. Right now, the Vikings only give up 26% of the time do they give up third downs. By and large, the best D in the NFL in that stat. Minnesota, early best bet. And he says, if you want to bet Minnesota, bet him now because the line's going to go against you. By the way, he's been right six out of seven times in the way that line's going to move. We are straight out of Vegas. Back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. A wise man once said, we give you the odds. Next up, it's the odds couple here on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day. And regular, all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. <laughs> 